0: We'll turn to John 13, verses 34 and 35 today. John 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Let's pray. Gracious God and Father, I pray today that our hearts would be open, that everyone listening to this message would look deep inside themselves to see if we are keeping this commandment, this new commandment that Jesus gave to his disciples. That Father, today you would give us a message that all of us are needing to hear and help us not only to hear it, but to put it into practice. Touch my tongue and my lips, Father, and bring your message directly to our hearts today Is our prayer. We thank you for answering this prayer as we pray it. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. A new commandment I give you. And you read that and you have to think, a new commandment? I mean, really, a new commandment. Uh, Weren't there already enough in the Old Testament that Jesus has to give us another commandment? Uh, Jesus is giving his disciples this whole new commandment, and they weren't even able to keep the old ones. And in fact, the Jews weren't, the Gentiles couldn't keep them, and now he's gonna give a new one. Well, when you look at it, you think maybe maybe they needed this new commandment, and maybe we do too. Only one way to find out, we're gonna take a closer look at the commandment. Love one another. Read that like what? (laughs) Love one another. That's the new commandment. Why not follow me to the very depths of the earth? Or Jesus could say, climb the highest mountains for me or walk on water. You know, if you would walked on water, then that would be a good commandment. Take up your sword and be ready to die. Peter offered in verse 37, I will lay down my life for you. Why not a commandment like that? Lay down your life for me. A, a manly commandment, I like to think, I like to call it, a commandment you could sink your teeth into but love one another. What's so new about that? Weren't these men disciples of Jesus, followers of the God of love? And aren't we? Still, I'm ashamed to say, it is like a new commandment to the church. I mean, we could read this, love one another, and we could say, yeah, boy, the world needs to hear this. The world needs to hear how we're supposed to love one another. Though there's so much hate in the world, and I would agree with that, that the world needs to hear love, uh, that, that we need to love one another. You remember the song, well, maybe you're not as old as me, but uh, well, some of you are, <laughs> but we will get into that. But I uh, remember the song, uh, What the World Needs Now is Love, Sweet Love. Remember that song? And the world does need that. But Jesus wasn't talking to the world. Jesus was talking to his disciples. And I believe in this. Jesus was talking to us, to the church. Before we say to the world, you need to have love, the church needs to have love for one another, for each other within the body of Christ. It's like a new commandment to the church in a lot of places. You know, we've studied the Bible. We can quote so many verses. We struggle with the difficult passages and we feel like we have a handle on them. We can give the five finger exercise of the plan of salvation, at least I hope you can. Hear, believe, confess, repent, be baptized. If you've never heard it, that's, uh, you need to learn it. It's very easy. Hear, believe, confess, repent, be baptized. Most of us know that. We've worked very hard at making sure that everything is done just so in our worship services of the world and other Christians will know that we are a Bible church based on practices put forth in the New Testament. But have we forgotten? to love one another. Is it like a new commandment to the church? Over the decades, I've seen an awful lot of love in the church, an awful lot of sacrificial love and concern and care for one another, but I've also seen a lot of animosity in the family because every family has a little bit of animosity somewhere and the church is a family. And I hate to say, but I have seen the animosity and I've seen people who would uh, hold grudges forever against one another? Now, this is Oklahoma's a fairly small church, so we'll take it out wider to the church as a whole, our neighbors and friends uh, around the community, other members of the of the church in the state, and around us. Is it like a new commandment to us? How can we follow this command? As I have loved you, you also are to love one another. Jesus left the comfort of his home in heaven to minister to the people. Here's a question for us. How often are we willing to leave the comfort of our home to minister to and through the church? How often are we willing to minister to the church by teaching a Bible class or visiting the sick are those who are shut-ins, or to call on a, a new neighbor and speak to them about Christ or invite them to the church, to share Jesus with a friend. How often are we willing to leave our home and the safety and the security of our home? And let's face it, people are feeling more secure in their homes than ever before. Uh, maybe not that secure, but more secure than they are on the streets or somewhere else sharing Christ. A lot of Christians would just assume keep it kind of quiet and stay in their home and not go out and share Christ. But Jesus came into a cruel world, uh, the son of God and God in the flesh to share the gospel. As I have loved you, you also are to love one another. Jesus walked with the people. Now, how many Christians, Christian friends and neighbors, can you honestly say that you've walked with? that you've been there when they're happy, you've been there when they're sad, when they're ill, when they're hurting, you've walked with them. I mean, not just said, hey, I'm gonna pray for you, but actually been there and hurt with them and cared about them so much that you hurt inside because they were hurting. You don't just know of them, you know them because you spent time with them. Jesus Laid down his life for us. Would you be willing to do that for anyone in the Lord's church? Would you be willing to lay down your life? You know, I was thinking about this terrible tragedy down in Texas and how people are fussing about maybe the police could have got in there faster or or what I don't know. Wasn't there, so I'm not gonna comment on something that I wasn't there about, except to say that one lady jumped the fence and ran into the school and saved both of her small children and got them out. Now, certainly those were her children, but we are your brothers and sisters. Would you jump a fence for someone in here? Would you jump a fence to save somebody and put your own life in danger to save somebody else who's a member of the family of God? What would you do? Jesus laid down his life. Would you do it even for people that you don't know, Christians that you don't know? If there was an attack on a church and you were coming by and you knew that if you took action, you might could save some lives, but you might lose your own, would you do something about that? Would you give your life even, even for those who are disagreeable? those Christians that are really, that you so disagree with, those who are unlovely. And let's be honest, you probably know some Christians that you think are fairly unlovely. They're very hard to love. I'm not hearing a lot of amen, but I'm seeing a lot of smiles. And we know people who are, are just kind of unlovely. And uh, certainly we know those that we've disagreed with and those that, that, that we've maybe even held a grudge with. Would you be willing to give your life for them? 1 John three sixteen, by this we know love, that he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Jesus forgave us our sins. Is there any Christian you know that you have not forgiven for some sin or trespass against you? Is there anyone you can think of Outside of our small congregation here where we're meeting today, can you think of someone, another Christian, that you have not forgiven? Are you holding that grudge? My life scripture is Ephesians 4.32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. That's a very powerful scripture when you think about it, that we're to be kind to one another and tenderhearted forgiving one another. So I say, well, that's, that, it's kind of hard to do, but then we're reminded as God in Christ forgave you, have you ever offended God? Do you think you've ever done anything that's offended God that he could hold a grudge against you for something you've done? Yeah, he's forgiven you because of Christ. Now you think about those Christians that you know in your community and those that even further out that maybe you might hold a grudge against is it time that you forgave them because God in Christ forgave you? This is how we carry out his command. As I have loved you, you also are to love one another. Now, what are the results of our following the command of Christ, this new command that he's given us? John 13 35 tells us, By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Now that's amazing to me when I read that after four and a half decades as a minister, it's that simple that people will know that we are disciples of Jesus Christ if we love one another. Now we're certainly supposed to love the world, but he's talking about the church loving each other. I mean, really loving. And that means being kind to one another. That means not trying to show show animosity toward one another. (laughs) they will know we are his disciples by our love for one another what's amazing to me is that jesus did not say that they will know we are his disciples because we serve communion in the middle of the worship service instead of at the end because we sing traditional church songs they'll know you're christians because you are singing contemporary songs or you have a praise band, or use a piano and an organ, or you don't use music at all. They'll know that you are my disciples because they'll know but you are my disciples because of the clothes you wear, or the length of your hair, or the Bible version you bear. He doesn't say any of those things. He says they will know we are Christians, they will know we are Christians by our love for one another. And I think that's amazing. It is that simple for the world to know that we are Christians. When we start treating each other the way we would like to be treated, when we start living by the golden rule that we find in Luke six thirty-one, do to others as you would have them do to you, then we will know that we are the church, true disciples of Jesus Christ. They're not gonna know we're his disciples if we share a juicy bit of gossip about a brother or sister in Christ, or if we tell somebody in the world how we don't like those Christians over there because of this reason or that reason, they will know that we are Christians, as they would says, by our love, by our love, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Maybe this is a new commandment. It's certainly one I think the church needs to learn better than what we have. It's one we all need to do a better job of living by, for until we do, the world is not going to really believe that we're Christians. The world's really not gonna believe that we are the church of Jesus Christ until we start loving one another, and the world is not gonna believe that this is the church. After the USS Pueblo was captured by the North Koreans, the 82 surviving crew members were thrown into a brutal captivity. In one particular instance, 13 of the men were required to sit in a rigid manner around a table for hours. After several hours, the door was violently flung open and a North Korean guard brutally beat the man in the first chair with the butt of his his rifle. The next day, as each man sat in his assigned place, again, the door was thrown open and the man in the first chair was beaten again with the butt of that rifle. On the third day, it happened again to the same man. Knowing this man could not survive, another young sailor took his place. When the door was flung open, the guard automatically beat the new victim, senseless. For weeks, each day, a new man stepped forward to sit in that terrible chair, knowing full well what was gonna happen to him. At last, the guards gave up in exasperation. They were unable to beat that kind of sacrificial love. You know, Satan will never destroy a church that knows how to show sacrificial love. But Satan has destroyed many, many congregations because the people began to hate one another. First it began with disagreements and ended with hate. And the churches finally closed their doors. Sometimes they split, they went other directions and then after that they closed their doors but Satan cannot beat a church where there is love for fellow Christians. And I think that's something we need to remember. I believe everyone in here has been baptized into Christ. So I will say though that that, because I just don't end a sermon without saying it, that to be a follower of Christ, you need to make Jesus Christ your Lord. And to make him your Lord means that you believe that he is the son of the living God, that you confess that belief before men, that you repent of your sins, turn away from your sinful lifestyle, that you're immersed into Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Now, though everyone in this congregation may have made that decision, listeners on the podcast may not have. And so I'm gonna say to them right now that you need to find somebody if you're ready to accept Christ who will baptize you for the remission of sins. If you can't find somebody, contact us through this website or through our website at rocksolidministries.org We will find someone to baptize you. If anywhere in the world, if we can't find someone in the United States or Canada, one of us will drive to you and we'll baptize you. It's just that important. But I want to make that invitation clear. And for those who are here in the building, I'd say to you that maybe if love has not been uh, a strong point in your Christian life, love for your fellow brothers and sisters, that today it ought to be, and maybe today will be a good day for repentance. Let's make that decision we stand together and sing, Love lifted me.